This is Rob back in the truck today. What I wanted to talk to you about today is hate and why you need to let it go. That's what we're talking about next on the Driving with Rob podcast. Hate. Intuitively, just automatically, you assume that hate is the opposite of love. And it's really not. But hate can be a very evil, destructive force in your life. And it affects your whole life. If you've got enough hate in your heart, and you're carrying this hate around with you, and you just can't let it go, it's affecting your life in ways you don't even realize. But hate is really not the opposite of love. It is a a completely dark and destructive force in your life all on its own. It's not really the opposite of anything. It's just not the way human beings are designed. And that's why it poisons your life. I'm convinced that human beings were created for love, to love each other. Everybody wants love. Everybody desires to be loved and to feel loved. But I believe hate is not the natural state of human beings. That hate is not a natural state. I believe that love is, but I don't believe that hate is. That's the reason I say that hate is not the opposite of love. Hate is a premeditated, focused with malice of forethought emotion. Hate is a decision that you made. You can love without even thinking about it. But to hate somebody, you really have to focus on it. You really have to desire to hate somebody. But the thing is, it's poisoning your whole life and you don't even know it. See, now think about this. You know, uh, a term that you hear in media, especially a lot, is hate group. A hate group. What's a hate group? It's a group of people that hate other people. That's a hate group. And you see, it's very easy for a group of people to band together with a common goal to hate somebody else or to hate another group of people. That's very, very easy. Because if you're hating a group of people, you're hating a stereotype. You're not hating a particular person. Like there's nothing that particular person did to you. You're hating a stereotypical image that you have in your mind. And it may be directed at a particular person. And you go ahead and take all those negative attributes of the person you do hate and apply it to a whole group of people, a whole race of people, a whole nationality of people. But it's very easy to hate as a group. And it's very easy to hate a group. Because you've got all these other people who say, yeah, I agree with you. This is why I feel the way I feel about them. And you get that reinforcement from the group that says, yeah, you're right. I hate them too. But it's very difficult to hate an individual. Because if you hate an individual, you really, really have to be focused. It's a conscious effort. You have to decide, I hate this person and here's why. And you go down the whole list of reasons that you hate a person. But hate is not your natural state of being. Love is a human's natural state of being. Love flows through you and out of you just like 
the air you breathe. But hate is a conscious effort. And I want to give you an example of a lady that I knew. It was a lady that I used to work with. She wasn't a hateful person. And she wasn't really a hate-filled person. She really wasn't mean-spirited at all. She was just sad most of the time. Most of the time, you just felt sorry for her because she just gave off this vibe of unhappiness. She was just unhappy all the time. And I never really dug into why she was unhappy all the time, but I recognized it, that she just seemed, in general, unhappy most of the time. And because she seemed like she was unhappy, it became like my, my secondary mission at work was to get a smile out of this lady every day. To tell her something that would make her smile. To tell her a joke or to, to try to lighten her load, whatever the load she was carrying was. Just to try to cheer her up every day. And it was a daily activity because this lady was sad every day. Well, at this particular job, we worked in cubicles. I was in the service department. She was in another department. But her cubicle was right across the little walkway between cubicles from mine. So I could swivel my chair around and talk to her. I didn't even have to leave my cubicle. Well, most people, as in most offices, most people went to lunch around 12 noon. Lunchtime. Well, on one particular day... I had some stuff that I was having to do. I was on the phone with a customer and ended up getting to lunch about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And we had a, a little break room, lunchroom area. And for whatever reason, she was doing some paperwork or something, and she ended up not going to lunch until about 1 o'clock. So we ended up in the break room together, just the two of us. And it was a, a fairly large break room. It was a substantial space. But it was just the two of us. Everybody else had finished lunch and gone back to work. So as we're talking, I had small children. Her uh, one, maybe both of them, had already moved out. But we were just chatting about kids and, and raising kids. And she hardly ever saw her kids anymore. And they lived far enough away that it wasn't convenient for her to visit them. They, uh, I think they both lived in different states. I think uh, we were in North Carolina. I think one of them lived in Florida. You know, one of them lived in Colorado or something like that. And I knew that she had been divorced many years ago. And one of the things that she talked about was the fact that ever since the divorce, she had to raise the kids alone. Her ex-husband made the, uh, the child support payments. You know, it wasn't uh, really a money issue. He just wasn't in their life. And she began to tell me how her life really fell apart because her husband was cheating on her. And not only was her husband cheating on her, he was cheating on her with her best friend. So in one day, she lost her best friend, maybe her only friend, and her husband. And she told me how she had felt so betrayed 
by two of the most important people in her life. And how she hated and despised them both for what they did to her. And I remember thinking at that time, that's why she's sad all the time. That it's not just that she's sad. She's carrying this hatred in her heart and it's making her sad. Because this deep hatred over the betrayal had filled her with hate, not rage. She said she had raged, you know, initially many years ago when it happened. But just hatred that she couldn't let go of. And I remember thinking at the time, this is what's poisoned her life. It wasn't the event. It wasn't what happened to her that poisoned her life. It was this hatred that she still carried. And she couldn't be happy. She couldn't get happy. She couldn't get over her sadness because she was carrying this hate around with her all the time. And it had affected her whole life. It had affected her well-being. It was probably affecting her health. Just because of the stress that this hatred was putting on her. And I have counseled people in the past. I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a counselor, but I have counseled people in the past. So when she told me this story, I wanted to help her. I wanted to tell her something that I thought would help her. And here's what I told her. You have to forgive your husband and your best friend. And she looked at me like I had grown a second head. She said, you can't be serious. I said, oh, I'm completely serious. Because this hatred that you're carrying around for these two people, this hatred is hurting you. It doesn't hurt them. Your best friend and your husband both left you the same day. Do you think they care how it affects you? They don't care whether you hate them or not. They fully expect that you hate them. But that hatred is hurting you more than it has ever or will ever hurt them. I'm sure that there are times and have been times that they had feelings of guilt. But that guilt never hurt them badly enough to reconcile with you. That guilt never hurt them enough to make them want to do the right thing because they both left you. But that hate is hurting you. And until you let go of that hate, it's going to go on hurting you. And the only way you can get rid of it is you have to forgive them. She said, there are certain things that you can't forgive. I said, no, there's not. You can forgive anything. I'm not saying that you should go, and I told her this, I'm not saying that you should go back to being friends or that you needed to uh, develop a relationship with these two people that hurt you so much. You know, if a dog bites you, you don't hate the dog necessarily, but you never turn your back on it again. But I told her you have to forgive them so you can get that hate out of your life. That hate's not affecting their life, but it's devastating yours. And it makes you feel bad and feel depressed and feel sad all the time. It's not the thing that they did to you. 
It's the hatred that you're still carrying around in your heart. And until you can get this hatred out of your life, it's going to affect you for the rest of your life. But if you can learn to forgive, if you can learn to let that hate go and let that hate out of your life, then all that poison that is created in your life will slowly start to go away and you can get rid of it and move on. Hate. It's a premeditated act. You have to dwell on it. You have to think about it. And it can destroy your life. Love is the natural state of being for a human. You have to decide to hate somebody. Let go of the hate and you'll see how much happier you can be. And that's the episode for today. I appreciate you downloading. I appreciate you listening. Click on subscribe. Click on follow. Share it with your friends. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks again. Bye.